You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric. And this is episode 13. Lucky 13. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this is, um, you know, not too Halloween, but I might have to deal a little bit with it, you know. But Halloween. Kind of. A little bit. We'll see. We'll get into it. Let's get okay. into it. You don't know anything about this. I don't. I maybe have mentioned a long, so long excited. time ago. But I know. You're always a pleasant, excited. positive day. I'm so excited. Always excited. Okay, so this is the horrific death of Casey Joe Stoddard. Um, Casey was born on December 21st, 1989 in Pocatello, Pocatello, Bannock County of Idaho to her mother, Anne. I really couldn't find any information about her father. I don't know if he was in the picture. I don't know. I couldn't really find anything. So, um, But she did have two siblings, an older sister, Christy who was six years older than her, and she had a little brother, Andrew, who was 18 months younger than her. Um, Casey was very intelligent, ambitious. She made friends very easily. She loved art. She would actually spend hours in her room listening to music and just drawing. Why do I find you doing that when you were younger? Did you used to do that in high school? I feel like that's you a little bit. What, like stay in my room and draw and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like just like that? listening yeah. to like all your music and just draw because you're so artistic and you love music. For sure, for know. sure. I just, I just only, literally just Not only that, I'd go outside too. But. Well, and then i draw outside (laughs) okay there you go um so people also described um cassie as easygoing and she loved to laugh did i say casey or cassie in the beginning i don't know casey i'm gonna go with casey shit at the time of her murder she was 16 years old and she was attending pocatella high school she also had a boyfriend Uh, his name was matt beckham so at this high school she also went there um, with a guy named Brian Drapper and Tori Adamchik. Obviously, you know, they, like I said, they attended the same high school and they knew Cassie. They weren't like really close, but they knew of each other. You know, they roamed the same halls with each other and such. Um, so Brian, oh, we'll get into them. Brian was born March 21st, 1990 in Salt Lake City, Utah to Pam and Carrie Drapper. Tori was born June 14th, 1990 in Pocatello, Idaho to Shannon and Sean Adam Chick. So these two boys, they both loved horror movies, like loved them, especially Brian. Uh, there's actually a video of him just talking about how much he loves his horror collection, all the movies, you know, later on in interrogation with him. Um, he's saying like the, the, one of the officers said something about the movie and he was like, no, 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 that was that was, you know, Friday the 13th. That wasn't Michael Myers or whatever. You know, he was like totally corrected him. He was like a movie buff. They like loved it and they loved it. Uh, Scream too, you know Halloween, Friday, all that yeah. kind of stuff, all those horror. Movies. I hate those movies. You know, as a as like horror movies, I, I hate horror to, movies. Yeah. I mean, slasher movies, maybe once in a while, but like I'm kind of the same way. I don't know. I got to be in the mood for it or something. I like the true crime, maybe during Halloween, but it's not something that I'm like like oh, I need to see. Like I don't even think I've seen Friday the Thirteenth to be honest. That's people are gonna come at me for that, but it's true. I don't. It's because they're fucking scary. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't like. I like the true crime stuff, not the fake movies anyways okay let's get back to it so they love their yeah so like i said friday the 13th halloween scream all those kind of things um and that's why i was kind of saying that this will come back later it's kind of 
has to do with those kind of movies. So on the night of September 22nd, 2006, Casey was asked by her aunt and uncle, Alyssa, um, Allison and Frank Contreras, to watch their house because they had animals and they needed to be taken care of. So her aunt, her uncle, and her uh, cousin went out on a little vacation, I think. They were, just, they were gone for the night. I think, I believe it was just one night. So Cassie's like, or Casey was like, yeah, I'll totally, shit, this is going to bother me now. Sorry, guys. I think I said it wrong. Okay, we're going to go with Cassie from now on. Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. We have to put that in. Cassie. Have I? Yeah. I was saying Casey. Okay, we're going to go with Cassie. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, we're going to go back. On the night of September 22nd, 2006, Cassie was asked by her aunt and her uncle, Allison and Frank Contreras, to watch their house because they had animals and they needed to be taken care of. It was her aunt, uncle, and her cousin, I believe, that were gone for just that one night. So she was like, yeah, I'll totally take care of your place. So it's just going to be her alone, pretty much, for the night. It was a Friday night, I believe. So they lived on Whispering Cliffs Drive in Northeast uh, Bannock County. Well, Cassie was house-sitting on that night. She actually had her boyfriend, Matt, come over, and he came over around 6 p.m. just because, you know, she didn't want to be alone. She wanted to watch movies with him and stuff. A couple hours later, um, Brian and Tori were like, hey, you know, they called uh, either Matt or, because they knew Matt too, either Matt or Cassie, and they were like, hey, we're going to come by. So they they arrived at her, uncle, uh, aunt, her aunt and uncle's house, and they just kind of hung out and... Cassie actually gave him a tour of this. It was a huge house. So she gave him a tour of the house. And then they were like, hey, let's just go watch a movie. So the four of them went in the living room and they watched Kill Bill Volume 2. Nice. Yes. So while the movie was playing, Brian and Tori were like, hey, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So while they were watching the movie, Brian and Tori were like, hey, we're bored. Like, we're just going to go to the actual movie theaters and go watch a movie. I don't Yeah. So. They actually had another plan. It wasn't to go watch a movie. This was just their alibi. So, yeah. So they said bye. They took off. It was just Cassie and Matt. So Cassie and Matt had no idea what Brian and Tori were planning, but they were literally planning to murder her. One of their friends. And they've been actually planning it for some time. So... So then the morning of September 22nd, um, they actually, there's a video, I think, I believe of Brian going up to Cassie at her locker and I'll play some audio about it later. Um, just being like, Hey, do you know where Tori is? He was supposed to be here at this time. It's like knowing what this fool is going to do to her. Like ugh, it infuriates me. Like they knew what they were going to do to her. They wanted to do this and planning it somewhere sometime. Like I was saying, like I was saying they were planning it because there's also a video I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play too of them in the library. They ditched one of their classes and they're just literally planning a list of people they wanted to kill like these high school kids <laughs> like blows my mind so yeah so they've been planning it for some time they're, like i said there's all these videos these fucking losers made prior and after the death of casey cassie stop saying cassie. casey <laughs> um so yeah so they left her at the quote-unquote movies but really brian and tori uh Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm so sorry. While Tori and Brian were at the house, um, Tori actually, or sorry, Brian actually went down to the basement and unlocked the door without Cassie and Matt knowing. They, he, they unlocked it so that way they can get, you know, access to the house later on. So, yeah. So that's unlocked. They leave, pretending to go to the movies. Matt and Cassie are just chilling at home. And then these boys actually drove back to the house where Cassie was house-sitting, but they parked down the street wearing dark clothes, gloves, and white painted masks. I'm going to post a picture of these masks because they're fucking horrifying. And this is where I'm coming back from the horror movies. They're kind of, they love Scream so much in these 
masks aren't looking like the screw masks, but you know, they represent kind of like the same kind of thing. It's just, it's horrifying. I can't imagine Cassie being in this position and what, what you know, about to see what happens. It's terrifying. Brian and Tori snuck in through the unlocked basement door, like I had mentioned. They just started making loud noises that would like kind of draw attention to the, because they were in the basement. So they kept making all these loud noises, hopefully hoping that like Cassie and Matt would actually go down there to figure out what the hell was going on. But they just never did. I think they were actually like really terrified. So they never did. I actually read somewhere too that the dog that, you know, her aunt uncle had was like growling and barking and like lowering down and just staring at the basement door. But they didn't, you know, they didn't do anything because they were probably really scared. I'd be really scared too. I don't know if I could do that. So yeah, they just chilled there. They didn't really do anything. So the circuit breaker was down in the basement. So Brian and Tori, um, you know, they fucked with it and they started flickering all the lights in the house. And Cassie or Matt still didn't do anything. I think, no, they're probably terrified. So they just didn't do anything. So Cassie ended up being like, Matt, can you please like stay the night? Like, I'm scared. I don't want to be here by myself. And he was like, you know, I'm totally down for that. Let me call my mom. So she or or Matt called his mom and she's like, no, I don't want you to stay the night there, but Cassie is totally welcome to stay the night at our house. I will come pick you guys up and bring you back home. Cassie thought about it and she's like, no, she's like, the whole point of me being here is to take care of the house, take care of the animals and be here for my aunt and uncle. So she was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay here. I'll be fine. So it was around 10.30 p.m. that Matt's mom finally came to pick him up. And unfortunately, that would be the last time that he would see his girlfriend alive. So actually on the way home, Matt called Tori just to maybe see what they were doing, if they were done with the movies or whatever. Um, But Matt said that he could barely hear Tori. Like he was whispering and, you know, figuring that they were probably still in the movies. But Tori was actually in the basement and he wouldn't want to talk loud because he didn't want Cassie to hear him. So, yeah, these fucking losers were about to kill his girlfriend. So they hung up and Brian and Tori at this point know that Cassie is alone. So they turned the lights off on again, hoping Cassie would go and figure out what was going on. But she never did. So they were like, fuck it. Let's just go upstairs. Let's just do what we're going to do. Let's just go upstairs. So they went upstairs because they were you know, she wasn't coming down to the basement. So Brian had a dagger type weapon and Tori had a hunting knife. What is exactly is a hunting knife? Probably a big like really fixed blade knife, usually wooden handle. Okay. So Brian slammed a closet door like really hard. Like he closed it shut really hard and it scared Cassie. Or trying, you know, to attempt to scare her, I'm sorry. Um, but she was just lying on the couch watching TV. She really didn't do anything. So they just started attacking her while she was on the couch. And later on, they found that they had stabbed her 30 times and that they believed that 12 of those wounds were actually the ones that killed her. It just blows my mind. These fucking kids went to high school there and know her. And for no reason, which you'll hear in these tapes later on, it's just like so senseless and pointless. And just like they just wanted to do this to do it. It just ah, pisses me off. So after killing her, they left leaving their clothes, masks and the weapons in Black Rock Canyon. And unfortunately, the next day, her aunt, her uncle, and her cousin came home. And her cousin was the one to find her in the living room. She was just on the floor, I think face down, and her cousin was the one to find her. That's got to be traumatizing. So, so yeah, they, um, they kind of found out that Matt, Brian, and Tori were the ones to last see her. So Matt was cleared, but they did take Brian and Tori in. And there's 
a long interrogation video on YouTube and I watched it. It's very interesting. If you guys want to watch it, it's on YouTube. Just I'm sure you can just type in Tori and Brian interrogation or something. But and they just they at first had this story and then more and more time goes on and they're just like going at each other like I, I was there, but he did it. He forced me to do it. All this other crap. So in the investigation, um, Brian was like, I can actually show you where these things are. So he he led the investigators to where these items were. And they also, this is where these videotapes come because they also threw out the video, the recorder or whatever. So they found the videotapes. These fucking dumbasses. <laughs> um, so yeah, like the interrogation, they have that. So they were interrogated. They were actually both arrested on September 27th, 2006 for first degree murder and conspiracy to commit first degree murder. And they both received life without the possibility of parole. And they also got 30 years to life for conspiracy to commit murder. I think I already said that, but that was on top of that. Um, so yeah, they, there's been appeal after appeal from both of them and they keep getting denied. And actually the latest appeal was February 7th of this year. Cassie's family did file a civil lawsuit against the Idaho school, Idaho school district for the negligence of school authorities claiming they should have known that Brian and Tori were a threat to others, but it was dismissed because basically it was something that the, uh, that the school could not see, you know, coming really in any way except for the fact that they planned murders in their own library at the high school. And nobody knew. Anyways. Um, it's got to be hard to know, though. I know. Very true. True. Brian and Tori are still imprisoned at, to this day in, I believe, in the Idaho State Correctional Institute. Um, so, yeah, this is where I want to play um, a little clip of, like, I believe Brian going up to Cassie the day of the murders. There's also a little video of the night before the murder. I think they were kind of planning it for that day, but it never went through. So there's a little video of that, little video of her, and there's a video of them in the library, and then the whole fucking video of pretty much the night of the murder. Them, like, talking about it afterwards and just freaking out. And it's horrible, but I'm going to play it for you. I'm getting you on tape, okay? Say hi, please. Hi. Have you seen Tori? He's supposed to be here at 7.30, and it's 8.19. He's an hour late. You don't even care, do you? <laughs> okay. September 22nd, 2006. We're skipping the next fourth hour. We're not even applying right now. Which, uh, I'm telling Cassie's family, but she had to number one. We have to stick with the plan. And she's perfect, so she's gonna die. <laughs> there should be no odd against killing people. I know it's a wrong thing, but you know, hell, hell, you restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want it more. We found our victim, and Saz maybe. She's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter. She's going to be alone in a big, dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I, I mean, like, holy shit, dude. I'm horny just thinking about it. Hell yeah. I it was 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. We know there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked 
the back doors. That's all a lot. Now we just gotta wait. I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I'm I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, oh I just God. killed Cassie. Oh, fuck. That felt like fucking real. I mean, it went by so fast. Shut the fuck up. We gotta get our act straight. Okay. So, yeah, those are the uh, little audio clips of prior. What a bunch of, of fucking little weirdos. I know. Seriously. And, like, the after Sounds videos. super of, sick and wrong with them. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm glad they got life and are in prison, hopefully for the rest of their lives. Because this is so senseless and... And I think in the interrogation videos, they both, I think they both had a crush on her. I don't think they liked Matt. I know Tori said something about not liking Matt. So I wonder if that had to do a lot with this whole senseless murder of mm. Cassie. So yeah, actually, today's dated the September, it's dated September 26th. So tomorrow will be shit. They got arrested on the 27th. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Of 2006. So yeah. So that's the story of Cassie, Joe Starter. Very sad. May she rest in peace. Definitely. So yeah, episode 13. Out of close. And thanks for listening, guys. From the gruesome to some. Don't mimic horror movies. So stay safe and be aware. Until next time.